0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard as we look back on another action-packed weekend in Scottish football. Giovanni Van Bronckhorst's unbeaten start continues with a clinical Rangers win at heart and can now look forward to Borussia Dortmund in the Europa League. The gap stays at four points as strikerless Celtic get the job done against Motherwell while it's Bodo Glimt in the conference for the hoops and Livy and Aberdeen the other big winners as David Gray gets a point in his first game in charge of Hibs. I'm Gordon Duncan. Joining me tonight, you've got Andy Halliday and... And Jim Duffy Jim Duffy The fixtures come thick and fast At this time of the year And uh, never a shortage of talking points Yeah but I think uh, From Celtic's point of view The biggest talking points The injury list That they're, they're mounting up uh, Gordon It just seems to be All their forwards At this moment in time Seem to be picking up uh, injuries And I think that's got to be A major concern With the cup final this week As far as Rangers are concerned I know they just played uh, Andy's team at the weekend And it was a fantastic game But uh, you know Although Hearts played very very well Rangers were clinical And two outstanding goals yeah, can't argue with that. Uh, you know, another couple of victories for the old firm at the weekend. Certainly, plenty of talking points. We now know the European adventures that Rangers and Celtic are going to go into. Uh, I'm sure we'll get into the Rangers and Hearts game later. But first and foremost, I thought it was a brilliant advert for Scottish football. And don't let this guy fool you. And no doubt where his loyalties lie. He's done nothing but moan about how unlucky Hearts were and how Hearts deserved something since he arrived in this studio. So we'll get him to elaborate. Uh, a bit later on You can get in touch With the guys tonight On 0141 951 1025 And you can tweet us At Clyde SSB It is a Monday night So there is never A shortage of talking points Whatever went on With your team at the weekend Whether it was A good performance A bad performance Somewhere in the middle Maybe the referee annoyed you Maybe there's something else That I've not picked up on Whatever it is Get it off your chest here 0141 951 1025 and throw into the mix a European draw today The likes of Borussia Dortmund Haaland if he's still there What a prospect that is Rangers fans uh, Celtic fans you could be going officially to the Arctic Circle uh, At that time of year Which I'm sure will be an interesting trip But uh, Jim, what a draw Yeah well let's hope uh, supporters will be allowed to travel Gordon obviously we know that changes uh, almost by day um, um, Just now but uh, yeah, fantastic draw. I think particularly for, for Rangers, Borussia Dortmund, as you mentioned, um, you know, the top uh, young striker in the world football just now um, coming to Ibrox. And then, as I said, then if, if there is the opportunity to go to Dortmund with fans, then it's, everyone knows it's one of the best uh, atmospheres in European football as far as Celtic's concerned. Again, I think, uh, you know, although they're not a well-known name, um, they did do well, uh, you know, in, uh, in the, the, the earlier stages. So I think that that's uh, one that uh, Celtic will have to be, again, ready to go and and Ange Postacoglu will be looking to strengthen his squad in January and um, you know hopefully continue the good form that they're currently on I think it's uh, two tough ties European uh, European wise for both sides both for different reasons you know Do- Richard Dortmund we're obviously talking about one of the, the German giants and, and, and Bodo Glimt uh, they were in the second tier Norwegian football as early as 2017 and their rise since then has, has been pretty special now Norwegian champions obviously as we all know beat Roma 6-1 so it's uh, yeah, two tough fixtures for, for the old firm. Right, come on then. Whether it's the weekend's action, whether it's those draws in European competition or something else entirely, pick up the phone and let Jim Duffy and Andy Halliday know all about it. 01419511025. Don't hang about. Get your calls in and we would be delighted to speak to you. Let's kick off hearing from some of the managers to set the scene. The first game yesterday 
was that game at Tynecastle involving Andy's side Hearts. Giovanni van Bronker says they took their opportunities on the counter attack well. He was also happy with the defending to see the game out. You know, we have a big win here, a difficult place to go. I said it always uh, before the game. And uh, I think the first minutes of the game, you could see uh, what Hodge would bring to this game. Uh, they started really well. So, uh, But I think we defended well uh, the pressure and uh, made sure that we... Um, we made the, the, the moments we can, we can be dangerous in the counter-attack. I think we did perfectly in the first 15 minutes, which gave us, of, of course, a little bit of uh, confidence. And also uh, the 2-0 was, was important. I think they also had a lot of chances in the beginning. And, uh, but, you know, we, uh, we kept fighting as a team and worked together to get a result here until the end. You could see, uh, especially in the second half, and. Uh, you know, the game gets quite physical, so uh, I think we were good um, in keeping the ball, especially with 10 men. When Hodge was with 10 men, then you knew uh, we could control the game. Only one bad pass from Kelvin in the back. Bessie always gave them a chance to score, but uh, other from that, uh, we had the control and uh, dominated the, the last phase of the game. I can't believe I've done this. It's the different faces in here on a Monday night that's thrown me off. Get your calls in on the games yesterday. I can't go any further without asking for your result, goal and howler. Of the weekend I was wondering when that was going to come yeah. Somewhere in a leafy Glasgow suburb Keevans is shouting at his transistor radio Wondering what is going on Go on then Jim Duffy Your result of the weekend Well I think I looked at over all the divisions But I have to say that I think I broke go down to Fir Hill I think that Dick Campbell Has done an unbelievable job at Abroth In the championship uh, You know at the top level um, To go there And against a side who I Thought were probably one of the best sides If not the best side in the division um, and to win 2 nothing against yeah. a team I think was it 8, eight games uh, They hadn't lost a goal I think for me that, That'll that be the uh, the result of the weekend See that's what he gives you Doesn't just go straight in For the obvious choice Andy result of the weekend Yep I mean I can't argue with that too much But for me I think it's got to be Livingston We're talking about a team That haven't won two games In the in the trot since the start of the season That's now two wins in four days That lifts them Five points off the bottom of the table And it was a, a huge win For David Martindale's men Backed up with research as well Don't mind that goal of the weekend Jim Duffy Oh, for me, it's Joe Rebo's. Yeah. I thought, uh, you know, it's a magnificent pass. Listen, Andy will know the defence, you know, maybe a wee bit square and there's no press on the ball, but it is a magnificent ball through Goldson. And Aribo's timely run, he just sticks out that telescopic leg and he just cushions it. He just brings it down with the front of the foot. I think he intentionally does that. And then against a phenomenal goalkeeper in Craig Gordon, mm. he just, he just you know, exquisitely fires it into the far corner. I think it was an outstanding piece of skill all, all around the movement, the pass, the touch, and the execution at the end of it. I think absolute class Yeah Andy offering No comment on that one At this point yeah, I don't um, think I could do that To my, my teammates No <laughs> chance What was your choice? Uh, I've looked across the board And I would say Luke McEwen's volley uh, nice. The first, the first okay. goal for Dundee At the weekend I mean I, th- I thought It was excellent technique Comes from second phase At a set play And I think he started to show He could be a, a real key factor To any success That Dundee are going to have Throughout the season But ultimately not enough And it was a, a big win For Ross County Ah that's all well and good But everyone really tunes in For the howler of the weekend So what are you giving it? <laughs> yeah well I think There was a few um, Debatable decisions Should we say But <laughs> I think that uh, I think the, the Aberdeen St Johnson game St Johnson Aberdeen game I think that uh, it was a, a definite handball that uh, you know that set up um, you know the goal, and I think to to put St John's at the bottom of the league, I think that as well. I think just just um, you know really emphasised how poor a decision it was. 
Uh, so for me that would be the howl of the week because because of the impact it had on St Johnson I mean Andy was saying in the office that he was going to give his howler of the week to, to Nick Walsh but he can't do that because he's a current player and I said don't worry I won't tell that I won't tell that on radio I won't get you in any in any bother so we won't do that uh, well, Listen I might elaborate on it later um, Anything else that, that springs to well, mind? Well I'm going to go St Johnson as a whole that's five, that's five games now without a win four losses in a row and yep, contentious decision aside, I think the 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 form is clearly very poor. And it's not so long ago we're talking about the the double cup winners, top mm-hmm. six, and and the amount of praise they got fully deserved uh, for for Callum Davidson and his men. But ultimately, the form they're in now has them bottom of the league. Right, let's get stuck in. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Ronnie is a Rangers fan. First up, what did you make of the game yesterday, Ronnie? I thought it was a. I'd like to speak to Andy anyway, Andy. Andy, I thought it was a great advert for Scottish football, but. And the later on stage of the game, I thought the referee could have lost the plot a wee bit. Um, he was just, Bookings came out willy-nilly. I think the last half hour, he could have lost the plot. Also, Al McGregor has a fantastic game. Hertz, Hertz played really, really well. Both teams played really well. Two great goals for Rangers, Morelos and Aribo. Uh, and the referee could have ruined the last half hour, in my opinion. Andy, was it a great advert for Scottish football? I know it wouldn't have felt like it in the, the Hearts dressing room. But... Superb. Superb I think for, for any neutral Or anyone watching elsewhere uh, I, I, can't, I can't remember A game in Scotland That that was that MTN Was that frantic Had so many chances Some instance Talking points And uh, yep I thought it was a brilliant Advert for Scottish football And listen You kindly pointed out My, my couple of comments About uh, Nick Walsh uh, Behind the scenes And I'll elaborate on it Because I think Ronnie just touched on it there For what was a brilliant Advert of football The fact that it was 12 bookings in that game When I don't think there was any malice in any challenge throughout the game. Couple of, you know, couple of understanding uh, in bookings in terms, of, you know, you know, whether it was time wasting and and uh, you know getting involved when you shouldn't have. But I thought though Nick Walsh with the with the twelve bookings and the way the game was refereed in the second half sort of slowed the tempo down and what was a real real uh, great game to watch. I think in a football sense, Jim. It- it goes down as a really important win Doesn't it Because mm-hmm. let's be honest There are certain fixtures That come around For mm-hmm. Rangers and Celtic And everyone on the outside Is mm-hmm. identifying it As a tough place to go and, and is that where you slip up And is that where you drop mm-hmm. points And Tynecastle is going to be right At the top of that mm-hmm. list nearly Yeah No I mean it is a, 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 a Unbelievably difficult place to go And obviously with the You know the fan base there That Hearts had You know the um, you know they kept the, the vast majority of tickets and they and they sold them out. So you know it was ninety percent Hearts fans there. You know the atmosphere was electric. Um, I think Hearts you know responded to that the way they started the first 10, 10 minutes. But then obviously that first uh, goal and the counter attack from Rangers and then second goal very quickly, uh, understandably knocked to stuffing for a little while at Hearts and then they come back in it again. But as as Ronnie was saying there, you know I mean, Alan McGregor had a, a couple of magnificent saves. Hit the woodworks, I think, three times, Andy. Three times. Three yeah. times. Uh, and also, Craig Gordon's yeah. got saved. So it was a fantastic game. But I have to be honest with you, I, I'm not critical of Nick Walsh. I think that most of the bookings, if not all of them, were right. And I think he's got to follow the other law. I know there was, there was a little spell for about five, maybe five minutes, three or four minutes. I think there was about four or five bookings almost every 30 seconds. But that was players just getting caught in it. Mm. He's got no option. I know sometimes, you know, listen, we all like to go over have a little word with players, but I don't think he was as bad as as, as some people are, are, are making you're, out, including the guy next to me. You're coming down in your old age. I can't oh, believe honestly, it. I, I wish can't Jim, believe it. I wish Jim was in the technical area in that <laughs> yeah. game at the weekend because he would not be seeing his ears. Yeah, but that's the thing when you're not, uh, maybe you do see the game a little bit, you know, yeah. kind of understandable. Uh, Ronnie, d- 
the, the nature of the game You mentioned that you, you felt Hearts did well is, is that where it feels like an, A particularly important win for, for your Rangers side I mean to elaborate on what you said Hearts had more possession They had more shots on goal They had more shots on target Now I know stats aren't everything But that, that paints a little bit of a picture As to you know how well Hearts did Yet Rangers score two goals Keep a clean sheet Win Still unbeaten Giovanni Van Bronckhurst Still four points clear Did it feel important yesterday? Any time you go to Tain Castle for away with three points is a good result. Um, I just like to say another to Jim and Andy, uh, change the topic for a second, in the European draw the day. See if Rangers can contain them with Germany. Maybe one each, two, one. I know the German Borussia Dortmund is very intimidating, but so is I able to be contained in the first leg over there. Rangers have got a chance against ruin that tie. But see when the, the draw was made Ronnie How did you feel about it In terms of Did you want the, the kind of easiest possible team Or were you happy to take A glamorous tie like this one And, and the, the teams that we could have go um, Sheriff Tennis Ball Was probably easy But all the rest of them Every bit as hard as each other The best guy Haaland The Borussia Dortmund I actually wanted Barcelona to, to The Geo link The Van Bronckers link And mm. it was there But Borussia Dortmund Is just as hard as you're probably getting that yeah, well, there's a there is a geo link. Mm, yep, because Claudio Reyna's son plays for Borussia Dortmund, mm, yep. and he's named after Giovanni van Bronckhorst <laughs> yep. by all accounts. So, oh, yeah. a very t- a very tenuous link there, Gordon. Right. Thank you for that. What do you what do you make mm-hmm. of that as a draw? At, at what stage do you just go? All right, we'll take the glamour. And at what stage do you or do you always want the, well, the so-called easier I, I think easier it's try? only glamorous if the fans are allowed in. That, that's yeah. the first thing because I think that there's there's nothing worse than getting those type of ties when you don't have fifty thousand, as, as Ronnie says, packing in the Ibrox. I think that's that that can that can make a difference to the tempo of the game, the mentality of the players. Um, you know, they're just giving that a little bit extra because they will need it because Dortmund are a, a, an exceptional side with a, a world-class striker. So, you know, yeah, I, I think that Dortmund will be big favourites. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Um, I don't think they'll be phased. I think they're used to playing top games and in, 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 in top stadiums and atmospheres. But I definitely think it would help Rangers more if they've got the backing of their fans here. I think that would really drive them on. But... If it is, if you do have fans here, what a glamour tie it is. It is magnificent to, to look forward to uh, next year. Yeah, absolutely. I'm sure we'll elaborate more and get Andy's thoughts a bit later on, but we're going to squeeze one more in before the travel. So thank you very much, Ronnie, for kicking us off tonight. 01419511025. Let's bring in Mark, who's a Celtic fan from Uddingston. What did you make of yesterday, Mark? Where are our Celtic at? How does it feel as a Celtic fan tonight? Uh, it was all right. It's a win, it's a win, but... Uh... I think we could have done a wee bit better with putting the ball in the back of the net. Mm. Big, big Roger said I went to the hat trick. Couple of, we need somebody deadly for that finishing ball. If there's somebody deadly there, we're going to get a position we're going to score more goals. I think that's what Cravalla is doing. First 10 minutes of the second half, I think we looked at what we were going to score goals and then it came in. But it was, not I mean, that's it. It was just a three points in the bag, that's what it was. Well, here you are. I think your uh, manager, I think he agrees Pretty much with that assessment, Mark, you'll be pleased to know. So let's get his thoughts on it. He was speaking about being more ruthless, but you know, being pretty happy overall. No, it was. It was an important victory, and, and um, yeah, pleased, very pleased because uh, yeah, I still think we, we played well. We just, we just, you know, we, we had some good chances to to get that second goal, make the game more comfortable for ourselves, and. Uh, when you don't get the second goal, you, the opposition always feel like they're in the game. Although I thought we were in, in pretty good control in the second half. I mean, um, Joe made a great save in the first half, but I thought second half we were good. Just like I said, we, we just needed to, to get that second goal. 
you know, sometimes I just think we can be a bit more ruthless in front of goal. But, um, yeah, to be fair to the players, they dug in, <coughs> dug in and got the job done. Is it too easy to say, Mark, that that lack of you know, clinical edge is because there were no strikers on the pitch or, or, or is sometimes the obvious solution the, the right one? I think I think it's been the same kind of I know Kilogo uh, scoring goals, but I think it's been the same. I think we need a out and out striker. Somebody the right Gooley Griffiths was when he was on form, somebody just to put that ball in the back of the net, be that danger area all the time. We are big uh, big Tom Roger, I think he's a great player, but she's putting that ball in the bar and hitting it to the left on side of the post. They should have, I did somebody's gonna finish ball by putting that in the back of the net. I shook that in the audio on, I mean. Yeah, Jim, what did you make of it as a a game overall Yeah I mean it was a it was a, a, a good performance from, from Motherwell to start with I mean they had a couple of chances and uh, you know they certainly weren't intimidated going there um, but Celtic's got I mean it was a contentious free kick I don't think there's any doubt about that but it was a fantastically executed free kick you know well worked on the training ground uh, Rogic at the back spinning round and then he did show that composure and just guides it out in the top corner it's a lovely finish uh, from, from a player who is playing very very well but you know, Mark's right. He, he could have had a hat trick. He, he, you know, he, he's maybe just not got that intensity when it comes to scoring goals. But you know, Celtic without a natural striker, um, David Turnbull was playing as mm-hmm. a as a kind of um, you know makeshift striker in the sense. Uh, and again, Forrest getting injured. Um, you know, another one in the game. Jota been missing. Uh, Furuhashi been missing. You know, I mean, Ajeti. So. I think I think at this moment in time the fans have to understand that you know you can't have six seven strikers they've got was it four and I think they're all injured so you know it's it's, it's a difficult time and while that's happening you've still got to keep winning mm. and that's exactly what Celtic did do and they both just keep winning at the moment Andy yep. it's, it's been been four points for ages now yeah exactly and it's uh, listen I think Celtic had the chances to make the game a bit more comfortable uh, but that's saying I don't, I don't think Motherwell certainly disgraced themselves I thought they went there well, they were competitive they were solid for the most part and had a couple of chances within themselves obviously Calm Slattery hits the barn you know they forced Joe Hart into a, a good double save but you know, for as much as we're, we're talking about Celtic need to be more ruthless and, 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 and lacking you know attacking firepower like Jim rightly pointed out it's because they're missing four of them at the treatment table in the physio room mm. so I'm sure that uh, you know, we've said for a number of weeks now that Celtic squad does look a bit bare, does look a bit thin, and I'm sure that Ange Postecoglou will try and rectify that in in the coming weeks. Yeah, Graham Alexander wasn't happy with some of the decisions. In fact, Robbie Nielsen wasn't happy with some of the decisions. I'm sure we'll get stuck into them a bit later on. What about those injuries, Mark? And I know you had a thoughts on, on sort of the way Celtic need to be lining up at the moment. They need to be. They need to. Be. Jack, he's not got. The big Greek boy, he's not going to do much. He's, he's been injured himself in a warm-up. I think he's going to be a player that's never going to show nothing this season. I get he's had his chance. I don't think... I, I get he's... The fans are, he's not a fan's favourite. He's never going to be a fan's favourite. He's finished. We need to get a striker. We need to get a couple of strikers in there. Somebody's going to fight for a place for uh, Kyogo because... It's the way I'm looking at it. He's the only guy that'll be a fire on the board in. That's it. Yeah. Uh, we're getting bought well, for, 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 for the... For the... He's striking, in sense. But... We're getting a fair run about the park as well, but we need a, a the boys are getting into that park now. We need somebody in the end of that just to put it right in the back of the net. Deadly finisher, that's what we need. Well, we do have a update on Kyogo from Ange Postacoglu. I'll bring you that next and hopefully more of your calls. 0141951025. Let's hear you. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 0141951025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Jim Duffy and Andy Halliday are here It's 0141 951 1025 To get in touch on the phones Whether it's 
thoughts about performances of your team at the weekend Refereeing decisions which is par for the course on a Monday night The draw, European draws, Dortmund Rangers fans, how are you feeling about that? A trip to the Arctic Circle, Celtic fans How are you feeling about that? Long John's for Christmas 01419511025 Brian says, I was in Bodo in 1989 A bit cold in those parts actually I think that'll be an understatement yeah, I would think so. I don't know. As, as I was going to ask, yeah, I, I, think I was so, thinking yeah. it might be an artificial pitch. You would think so, but as, as Andy says, listen, Norwegian champions. Yeah, and 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 you know, ask George Mourinho what he thinks about them because they absolutely yeah. embarrassed his team. So you know, it just shows you what they are capable of. So again, although not a big name. Uh, certainly one not to be underestimated. Right, oh one four one nine five one one zero two five on the phones or at Clyde SSB on Twitter. Get your thoughts in, please. Going to play you something interesting. Uh, from Ange Postacoglu I know you Celtic fans have all been Wondering when Kyogo will be back What games will he miss The manager says he will be back Before the winter break So that sounds better than expected But Can't confirm what game he'll be back for Don't know mate We'll, we'll just wait and see It's you know, Like I said it's not a significant one I mean Al- Albion uh, Ajeti will be out you know, Probably won't be back before the break um, But Kyogo will definitely be back before the break It's just a matter of seeing It's a kind of Day to day proposition We'll see how he feels if you ask Kyogo, yes, he, did, he probably would have played today. Um, if you ask the medical team, well, he'd probably be out for two, three weeks. So I'm kind of taking a stab in the dark in the middle somewhere, but I've got no idea, mate. I'll be guided by the medical team and, and Kyogo. As I said, you can't rule him out of anything at the moment, but you can't rule him in. Right, so Kyogo said, if you ask him, he would have played yesterday. Mm-hmm. And the, the medical team say two to three weeks, and the manager's going somewhere in the middle. <laughs> um, outside chance for the cup final or not for you? Yeah, just slightly, just to just, just slightly uh, unsure. I think that uh, I think that's that's the the message putting it. Listen, you know he is a vital player. Um, he's been you know uh, you know a breath of fresh air into the in the, the the division. Um, he's he's a fan's favourite. His his movement has been terrific. Everything that you know you want to see in a striker in terms of his his energy, his his goal threat, his enthusiasm. But a hamstring is very difficult, and the way he plays. He have to be a hundred percent fit, so I, I I would be doubtful if he would be available um, for the cup final. Listen, I know he'd want to risk it possibly, and he, and they will have a little break in a couple of weeks' time. Mm-hmm. But for me, I think that'd be a huge risk, just by the style of player he is, because you know he, he could be sprinting in the first few seconds and it could go again. I mean, as a man who missed some important games due mm-hmm. to a neck injury picked up while sleeping, Andy Halliday, uh, <laughs> what do you read into what you just heard? Yeah, I mean. <sighs> Listen, I think that's an ongoing battle with players and managers in, in uh, the sports science mm-hmm. department. They're obviously a bit more pragma- uh, pragmatic when it comes to these muscle injuries. Always more, they're a bit more cautious in uh, in terms of re-injuring the same uh, the same muscle. But for me, it being a cup final, uh, and like Ange Postecoglou says, they're known the type of per- uh, player in person that Kyogo is itching to play all the time, and you can clearly see how much he loves his football. I'm sure it'll be. You're betting to get back to playing his first cup final for Celtic, and I fully expect him to play. What do you think, James? Do you still hold out hope? James is in Canvas Lang, by the way, on the phones. Do you still maybe an outside chance that we'll see him in dramatic fashion at Hamden on Sunday? I'd love to, but if, I mean, obviously the player's going to say that he's fit. The, the concern is that if it's if he's not, then it's going to knock him back two or three weeks, yeah. even longer. Um, uh, the biggest worry for me is obviously we've got Ayeti Yakimakis as the backup, uh, not in that order in my opinion. These guys are out. Um, Yota, we all know he's out. Forrest, 
niggling injuries. Um, Mikey Johnson obviously wasn't 100%, and that's why he was on the bench yesterday. And to be honest, came on and didn't do that well, and I wasn't surprised that he had to be substituted. My 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 biggest concern is we've got a, a development squad B team, call it what you like, and we we don't have anyone ready that can step in. That is causing me great alarm bells. Unless you know Owen Moffat for one, he seems to be banging in the goals and the assists. Um, he was obviously down in the, the pre-season um, tournament down in Wales, and we've not seen him since. But surely this would be the time to blood him. What do you think, Jim? Yeah, I mean, listen, uh, you know, I think fans uh, will quite rightly look at, um, you know, the the younger players when, you know, there, the, the, there's so many key players missing and you can't go out and, and bring other players in just now anyway. So if there is a young talent there, whether it's Moffat or whether it's anyone else there... Joey Dawson, Adam yeah, Brooks, but, these are the but, types but of names. I think that, um, you know, to be fair to Ange Postacoglu, he has, you know, thrown a couple of players, particularly uh, Adam Montgomery, I think, who, who's been great. Ralston's not young anymore, no. as in that level, but he's been somebody that's been on the fringes for the last three, four seasons, and he's become an established member. Um, so there are there are times you can throw him in, but a, a cup final I think would be a, an unbelievable risk for me. It'd be Mikey Johnson would be the best option in that because of the way he wants to play. How do you think Turnbull he's did simmer- in that yeah, role? I think he done okay, but he was he, as you would expect, he was always coming short to the ball. Yeah. You know, he's, he's, that's the type of player he is. He's not going to run behind. That's the reason why I think Mikey Johnson would suit the way he plays, and he still has enough. Uh, wide players where it's he could play Montgomery one he could play Abada and if if Forrest isn't fit so I think yeah they're all small but they're, they're small when 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 uh, Kyogo plays so I think that would be the best option yeah. for him if um you know uh, you know Mikey Johnson is available and fit and I appreciate we're speaking generally here but hi- hypothetically speaking for when when you assess a situation like that. James is sort of along the lines of play play a striker play a, a youth team striker. Are are you better doing that, or are you better saying, well, I don't know whoever it is, Tom Rogic or Mikey Johnson or Leela Bad or David Turnbull, whoever yeah. is a better player than this youth team striker? They might not be a striker, but they're a better player, and you want those guys involved, so you, you sort of make do. What's what's the best solution? I mean, first and foremost, I do think it's. Analyzing uh, whether it's training sessions or, or youth games, integrating them in the squad and, and identifying if they're good enough. But ultimately, that's the key thing. They have to be good enough. Because see if they're not and they're thrown into a game of that magnitude, ultimately that can harm them down the line. And it can. Listen, it's uh, if a youth striker goes into a, a debut game in a cup final for Celtic at the weekend and has a howler, they lose a cup final and misses two, three, one and ones. What does that do for his confidence moving forward? So, listen. I'm sure Celtic fans are, across the country have got uh, trust in their manager, and I'm sure he'll do right in what he feels is mm. the. Is the best way of moving forward. What did you think yesterday, James? How did that work? You know, with David Turnbull and up there, sort of in the in that in the most forward position, if you like. What did you make of the performance? Do you know, he did he did what he could. Um, he's not an out and out striker. Um, I know there was some groans and grumblings from the crowd at times, um, and he did drop in deep, and he didn't stay as the the traditional number nine. But again, he's not used to it. It got past marks for me. Look, we won the game. At the end of the day, that was the most important thing. It's keeping the gap at four points um, as while Rangers are winning as we go into the Glasgow derby. But one thing I would say is completely, you, you hit the nail on the head, we do trust the Ange because he, he isn't making too many mistakes at the moment. Um, 
there is a feel-good factor, despite, you know, all the rumblings that are well publicised about, you know, the fan protests, which I think have went too far. We now need to agree with Ange. We need to back the team because even the players are now noticing that it's having an impact and, and that isn't sustainable. Go on then, James. You've covered so much ground and very eloquently, so humour me. You know where my allegiances lie. Should Motherwell have had a penalty? Um, uh, from I've not seen any replays. Oh, well dodged. Um, <laughs> so I, I couldn't I, in the ground. I couldn't. I, I couldn't probably see it as well as it probably happened. What I would say though is, um, I thought Motherwell played well. They defended resolutely. They played to their strengths. Um. I didn't, I didn't actually think Motherwell caused Celtic too many problems, despite you know both Motherwell and Celtic having absentees. Uh, to touch on just something Andy Halliday said there about you know throwing in a young player, we threw Murray into a, a Champions League qualifier in Mitchelland. You know Montgomery played a lot of football last season. I like Montgomery. I actually prefer him as a wide left or left winger um, as opposed to left back. I don't think he's the answer um, James That was that was brilliant That was politician like He Because he, 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 he answered my question To be fair to him Well he wasn't politician like Because he answers your question well, That's for a different <laughs> show And then he's And then he's gone on To make really good points mm-hmm. We could keep James on all night Because he's covering Some good ground uh, I'd want to squeeze one more in Before the travel Should Motherwell have had a penalty? For me yes I don't think he was even That difficult a decision um, I think uh, You know I think uh, Tony Watt was absolutely perplexed, but uh, you know, for me, it was a definite penalty. I don't think it was even even debatable, to be honest with you. But the referee saw it different, and uh, unfortunately for Motherwell, it didn't happen. I mean, just a, a little reference point to the, the David Turnbull situation. Celtic still created, I think it was over twenty yeah, shots. Yeah. So the way they played, as long as they were flooding the midfield uh, from the midfield and getting people forward, like Rogic, who had several opportunities to score, then as long as you, as long as you get that right, then I suppose it doesn't really matter if you play with an out striker. Thank you James It was nice to speak to you Hopefully you will give us a call back sometime That was James in Canvas Lang Frank is a Rangers fan What about yesterday Frank? I thought we played uh, well And as far as I'm concerned After 15 minutes It would need to be a really good team To take three off the Rangers Mm. When they're two up So as far as I'm concerned The game was more or less settled but there's one thing I would like to I think that's a good point though And I will let you make your one thing Whatever it was But I, just, I want to put that to Andy Because he was obviously There and involved Is that the key Andy? Did Rangers show how Important it is to get the big moments right? Because your Hearts team Did well We've been through the stats But if you're 2-0 down to Rangers yeah. Then it's a, it's a long old road back it's Particularly how um, tight they've been defensively under the new manager Yeah and it's why I says I thought it was a real good advert for Scottish football Because I thought it was two good teams on the day I thought both teams played really well uh, But for, for, for our point of view It was a sort of five minutes of madness Bell in the first half Where after starting the game really well Liam Boyce has a great chance to put his 1-0 up Within five minutes Rangers could have been 3-0 up no, They obviously scored the two goals And Fashion Sakala has a great chance to make it three And then it, it feels as if almost the first goal sort of startles us a little bit, puts us on the back foot, Rangers punishes with the with the second. And after that we really started to, to sort of settle down and play our stuff again. And and for the remainder of the first half I thought we were excellent and could, arguably could have scored uh, one or two more goals. But uh, like like uh, like Frank says, I think especially second half Rangers on the counter attack really had chances mm. to extend the league. But over the course of the game, you know, both teams did have a have plenty of chances. But for me the most important thing for Rangers is they've now got their key players finding form at the right moment. Uh, Frank, what else was on your mind? 
was about Robbie Nielsen. Uh, Robbie wants it always. He wants to criticise referees before and after games. Yes, uh, yesterday was a perfect example of, of a young referee who technically did his job right, and I, I maintain he was put under pressure to make every decision right rather than let the game flow. And I blame Robbie Nielsen more than I blame the referee because referees are only human and they will try, a young referee will try to do his job right. And technically, you, you show me anything, any booking that wasn't a booking yesterday. This, this will be good. Will we put this to Andy Halliday? See if he'll slaughter his own manager. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't know if Frank wants, him, uh, wants me to get the sack or not. But listen, I, I was obviously at the game, I've seen the game. You can talk about bookings and listen, whether I might look at them again and agree that all 12 were bookings. First and foremost, I actually don't think James Tavernier's a booking for what I've seen at the game. Mm-hmm. Craig Gordon's, I will need to see again, but I don't, it, it certainly didn't look to me on the bench that there was contact there, so I didn't think that was a booking. But it was almost just the way the game was refereed. I just thought it was too whistle happy. I thought for the flow and the intensity of the game, the way, uh, the way the game went in the first half, it was such a brilliant advert. And then I thought the second half, it just sort of slowed down more to the referee's whistle than anything. Now, can I sit here and analyse and, and go through every individual uh, clip with Frank? No, but that's certainly how we felt at the, on the side. I mean, Jim, you've already shown your hand. You thought mm-hmm. you kind of actually agree with Frank. You feel like yeah. most of the bookings yeah. were okay. You've yeah, no most of it, the, the, the couple that um, Andy mentioned there, I, think I agree with you, mm-hmm. particularly Taverniers. And, and again, if, if, if Craig Gordon's caught Morelis, it's literally minimal. But, you know, what again, about the penalty shout? Mm-hmm. The, the Goldson handball, handball yeah. I'm, I'm fascinated mm-hmm. by this Because everybody mm-hmm. knows I Very rarely mm-hmm. It doesn't Well no one cares what I think mm-hmm. So I'm here to sort of get the debate <laughs> going the, the thing that fascinates me is about this Is I keep hearing people saying Oh I mean by the letter of the law That's mm-hmm. a penalty mm-hmm. And then I keep hearing people saying oh, I mean by the letter of the law You know that can't mm-hmm. be a penalty So it just shows you The, the, the interpretation there or, or the way it's a What's your own? Well, take? the interpretation comes from the referees, not from from supporters' opinion. But for me, it looked like a penalty because I think is I listen. I don't like it. I don't like the rule, and I hate to see players running out putting their hands behind their back because your hands have got to be there. Say to give yourself balance. But the fact is, if your hands out are away from your body, and, and so did and you it, think his was away d- from his body? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, wasn't, if it's not away from your body, you're stuck to your, your hip. I don't like it, as I said. I don't like the rule, but I think that is the rule. And therefore, I think he was fortunate to get away with it. But, you know, Frank saying there about the referee and, and managers. Listen, managers for decades have come out with comments either before or after. You'll hear many, many managers say, oh, we mm. hope for a strong referee today before the game, the ball's kicked. Or oh, we're hoping they get the big decisions right and all these sort of things. And it's not just Robbie Nielsen. Just about every single manager has done that. The, the, probably the most famous one was Sir Alec Ferguson, who time and mm. time again put managers, uh, put referees yeah. under pressure to make sure that he get the big decisions. So, listen, it happens and it's, ha- it's happened for decades. Uh, 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 listen, for, not for one minute mm. am I saying the referee... Mm. Change the outcome of, of mm. the result of the game. What was your view on, 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 that, on a, that handball? Well, uh, again, it's mm. like I said, I've, I haven't seen these instances back where it's the bookings or the Connor goals and handball. What I will say as a team, I don't remember us even appealing for it in game. Mm. Uh, certainly from the bench, I don't even remember seeing the incident that's, that's been spoke about, mm. and it's nothing that we spoke about after the game. So, 
Mm. It's very difficult for me to comment, but I've, I've said a hundred times on this show, I think the handball rule is something mm. that needs changed. Yeah. Uh, Frank, thank you. 01419511025. It's heating up about now. Motherwell fans, should you have had a penalty? Celtic fans, what do you think? Was it handball? Connor Goldson, this is your usual Monday night fair. We can actually talk about the football and the performances <laughs> and stuff as well, so pick up the phone. 01419511025. This is Scottish football's league leader. Clyde One Super Scoreboard Andy Halliday and Jim Duffy are here This is when you know it's Monday night We've just been arguing with each other for the last four minutes during the break We should maybe have uh, saved it for on air But there we go, pick up the phone and we'll get it going again 01419511025 um, Let's bring in Jordan, who's in Fife, he's a Rangers fan What's on your mind tonight, Jordan? Evening, gents Evening, Andy Hello Evening, Gordon Evening, Evening Jim Hi, Jordan Hi, I hope we all hope we all doing well. Yeah, so basically, I just wanted to say that I think Nick Walsh needs to go. Crimes against refereeing. The guy is terrible. 12, 13 cards in one game. He lost control of the game from, I think it was a point when Ginelli ran up to him, bumped into him and waved his arms in his face. I think Ginelli was lucky from that point to actually stay on the pitch. And... Nick Walsh had just lost full control of the you game. Think that was enough to send Josh Janelli off, Jordan. Seriously. Yeah, totally think it's enough. He ran up to the referee. He bumped into the referee and waved his arms in his face. I've seen I've seen players go off for mm. less. Jim Duffy, I think uh, what Jordan's right. I think I have seen players being sent off for similar circumstances, particularly in Europe. Um, if you are aggressive towards a referee and the referee feels threatened, is it aggressive he, enough though? <laughs> I tell you what, again, we get, get back to you going that it's aggressive enough. Listen, mm. we could debate that about every tackle or every challenge. If the, if Nick Walsh would have thought felt threatened by that, he could have sent him off. Mm. Again, I, I, on, at the game, I think it was a yellow card, me personally. But if the referee feels threatened or intimidated by a player, he is entitled to, to send him off. So he, with, within his rights, he could have done it. But again, I think in that particular moment I think Nick, Nick Walls did look at him a little bit And just to say Listen get him away And gave him a yellow card and I actually think that was good refereeing You'll be sticking up for your teammate surely I would And I was also going to say That a big mate of mine in the Rangers goal Would be sent off every weekend If waving your arms in front of the referee Was going to be a big issue But listen mine, It's like I said uh, Bookings I would need to see them again Whether I feel as if Every one of them Or the majority of them are correct For me it was just more Silly niggles, little fouls. I just thought it was a, a little bit too whistle happy, and the overall flow of the game was affected because of that. Whether I agree that um, Nick Walsh should be gone from Scottish refereeing, I, I'm certainly not going to answer Crimes that. Against I actually, refereeing listen, I actually the, think for the, the most part he is a good referee, and I do think we have got uh, a lot of re- uh, referees within the association that are that are good at, uh, at what they do. But I felt as if the, the the game as a whole was affected to. To the whistle being blown far too much mm. What about the football Jordan And what your team did and, and what Hearts did and so on What did you make of it as a game? No I thought I thought it was a great Great game uh, Back and forth Rangers had solid shape Alfredo seems to be back on form Which seems, which is very good Goldson seems to be Pulling it back a wee bit Which as you know I, I, I hate Goldson And uh, I'm, I don't strong. want him Anywhere near the club Gosh. But um, yeah, it is harsh, but it's true. Do you know? Uh, one point to Andy. One point for Andy. Mm-hmm. Andy, do you not think your manager has been sent to the stand for a lot less? Uh, uh, listen, he's been. He's, he's, done, right? he's, your, he's, your manager he's been... is your manager every week. Good on him. He sticks up for you guys and every other player, and he he picks up on the faults of the referee. But he gets sent to the stand for a less than what Janelli done. So, and he gets red cards all the time for just 
shouting at the referee. Now, that's where I think it all, it, that's where it all needs to change. That's that's the problem. You, you can't have double standards. How can the referee send a manager to the stand for making his point? Yeah, a player can bump into him and wave his arms in his face and not get sent off. Jordan, our manager's been booked more than me this season, which says something, so I certainly can't disagree with you there. But listen, it's like, like I said, that not, not just that situation, it was more the way the game was officiated as a whole. But I, I, listen, I've spoke to Josh regarding the sending off and and what, what led to before it. I think he felt pretty hard done by, but at the same time, I think we, we told him honestly that you know when you're in a situation like that and you're already on a yellow card, you can't give the referees any excuse to, uh, to send you off. And he didn't have to get involved in the first place. So it, it, although he is disappointed, you can certainly see why the second booting came. I'll tell you what, there were a few... There are a few lively managers about. I think the Motherwell oh, manager, 100%. he got booked as well, didn't he? Again, uh, at the weekend. So, yeah, there are. This is well not a totten up process for a manager, isn't there? There is now. Oh, there yeah, is now? There is, yeah. I, I think it's three. four. Is it four? Oh, is it? It's four. So, last year it was sort of trialled. Yeah, trial. To see right, what okay. the, like, you know, how many are, are they picking yeah. up, sort of thing. Our esteemed colleague, Fraser Wishart, informed me a few oh, weeks right. ago when I asked the question uh, that it's four. I'm sure it is. Uh, I will this is where I don't have any How well, many are you on? <laughs> None oh, think... You've definitely changed What's that? No on? I don't I, Listen I very very rarely I think I've had I've, Well everybody knows The, the one incident uh, When you were when I was arguing me, But not oh, yeah, I remember that one that, that Funny enough I was Nick Walsh The referee that day But uh, <laughs> but not not uh, With the referees No very very rarely Did I get involved with the referees Simply because You can't change their mind It's I as think, simple as that Do you it's remember more, that? It's more the fact That you can change it No Easter Road no, an old time classic I'll show you the YouTube mm. I actually the think that uh, Our gaffer's on three bookings And a red card What a disappointing yeah, record That yeah. is for the season that. Yeah Fraser yeah, I've checked back my messages Fraser told me A few Saturdays mm. ago It's four for a one game ban Apparently So mm. uh, Jordan picked up though On sort of you know, Performance and, and so on he, he used a very He really doesn't like Conor Goldson Which <laughs> was, was quite the plot twist um, but it, he, it's been a strange reason but, The reason I say is Because was it Rangers Was it 21 or something Clean sheet or something Last year whatever But you know An unbelievable He did praise record. his performance though To be fair He took yeah. with one hand Gave with the other What did you Well he, so he, he had a teeth. He had a A clear role In, in the Joe yeah. goal He also mentioned Alfredo Morelos Does the mm. goal return Under the new manager Speak for itself Well definitely helps And and I think it, the, the, the the slight changes uh, You know the way Rangers play now With the You know they used to be The inverted wingers Playing like two tens and now they're playing like more like wingers, like you know the Dutch style, if you want to call it that four-three-three, with the midfield players coming in the inside, left inside, right jams, and the striker being more central and not you know not not as much movement into the channels. And I think one it, it does help Morelos because I think he is better when he's in the middle, and also he's threatening the goal more. So yeah, I think I think the slight change in, in style is definitely at uh, this moment in time looking as if Alfredo Morelos is going to be in and around the goals more and I think ultimately that's what he wants although he still seemed very very unhappy to be substituted <laughs> that's for sure usual, isn't it? Andy <laughs> you've now seen it up close and personal what, what was different about Rangers the way they go about it now I think that's it I think um, they're now using width a lot more the wingers hug the touchline and you know Jim talked about it I think that Alfredo Morelos is certainly benefiting that with the likes of Joe, Joe Aribo in behind him, it allows him to play up against centre Haas a lot more and shows his physicality, shows his strength running in behind, getting in the box to be a threat. But for me, the real beneficiary is Ryan Kent. I think we've seen the real Ryan Kent again over the last two or three games because I think where he thrives the most is being in space out in the touchline and getting that defenders 1v1. So is, is he asked to do that? And does that. Do the fullbacks are they not getting involved as much I, in an attacking sense anymore? The weekend uh, is, is by far 
the least I've seen Borna Barisic anywhere near the opposition box. And that was nothing against him. I just think that's mm-hmm. the way now that they try and create mm-hmm. a little bit more space for the wingers to get uh, to get up uh, 1v1. And to be honest, the other side, when you look at James Tavernier, because for me, well, they'd be discouraged to join the join the attack, absolutely not. But Sakala, uh, for me, that's by far and away his best performance for Rangers. Uh, you can look at the Motherwell one, Hattrick, yeah, mm. of course, brilliant to get three goals, but at the weekend I thought it was a constant threat throughout. And when he's getting at people one v one, he's getting past them. You don't want the uh, the wing backs to be overlapping them and crowding that sort I of. I can't place, believe so. I missed it yesterday. I mean, I had to take the day off every now and then. Yeah. My, my daughter's first birthday party and all the rest of it. <laughs> so, um, but I wished I'd been there to pick up on it because on Saturday when we we're talking about the Rangers game, Gordon DL said Sakala would play, and everyone laughed at him and everyone scoffed and said, "Oh yeah, who's he going to replace?" and so on. And he was right. First, first time for everything. Listen, it's uh, you know, it's uh, God, uh, Gordon does come up with the occasional gem. Um, occasional. Usually around about Christmas, I think it's uh, Christmas think miracle. Uh, yeah, I think it's mm. he's, he's on mulled wine a little bit earlier than most people. That's Possibly, what it is. Uh, Jordan. Thank you. It's time for this. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun for the best football news and opinion online. The Scottish slash football. Come on then, Monday nights beat the pundit. What a way to kick off the week. You could be in for a sign ball. And an untold amount of bragging rights If you can get past Jim Duffy Or Andy Halliday 0141 951 1025 Lines close at 7 Beat the pundits up next Tackle the headlines 0141 951 1025 Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard Andy Halliday, Jim Duffy Both in the building And both keen to get your thoughts On the weekend's action So pick up the phone Don't disappoint them 0141 951 1025 what did you make of your team's performance at the weekend? There's quite a bit going about on refereeing decisions and the likes. What about those European draws? Rangers fans, are you happy with the glamour of Borussia Dortmund? Would you have rathered something a bit easier? Do you hope Haaland stays in January for the glamour? Or would you rather see him sold? Celtic fans, how are you feeling about Bodo Glimt and a trip to the Arctic Circle? Pick up the phone and let us know right now. 0141 951 1025 and we'll get to you right after this. Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online thescottishsun.co.uk slash football And before we go I'm going to play you one of the best pieces of radio that you will hear Seriously It is is that good I will I stand by that We listened to it earlier on all of us We were blown away by it and I'll play it for you a bit later on So let's bring in tonight's Beat the Pundit contestant first though He's Tommy He's from Shawlands and he's a Hibs fan so I don't know who you'd rather beat more Jim Duffy or Andy Halliday What do you think Tommy? Oh it's got to be Andy It's got to be Yeah got to be Current jambo Got to be Right we'll toss the coin and see uh, How it goes anyway Tommy if it's heads it will be Jim Duffy And if it's tails it will You'll get your wish certainly And Andy Halliday Look at that You ask the coin And it gives Tails it is Andy Halliday up against Tommy From Shawlands Let's give Andy something else to listen to so that he can't hear Tommy's answers Tommy, 30 seconds Answer as many questions right as you can And I'll tell you what he'll do if he doesn't know He'll pass really quickly and move on So that's what you need to do as well, alright? We've got a lot of passes in <laughs> Well, we'll soon see 30 seconds on the clock Tommy, your time starts now Which Scotsman won the Champions League with Borussia Dortmund? Uh, Paul Lambert Who wears Rangers number 4? Pass Which team has the most draws in the top flight in Scotland this season? United. What teams won the Scottish Cup the most times? Uh, Rangers Which Scottish side are nicknamed the Pars? Dunfermline Scott Arfield plays for which international team? Canada Who's got more English Premier League games this season, Ayer or Edward? 
Aye. Who scored in Steven Gerrard's return to Anfield this weekend? It was Salah. Okay, okay. Let's bring Andy Halliday back. Can we do that? Yes, Andy. Uh-huh. Can you hear us now? I Got can. us. Yep. Yep. Thirty <clears throat> seconds. Same set of questions to you. Your time starts now. Okay. Which Scotsman won the Champions League with Borussia Dortmund? Paul Lambert. Who wears Rangers number four? Bassey. Which team has the most draws in the Scottish top flight this season? Dundee United. What teams won the Scottish Cup the most times? Rangers. Which Scottish side are nicknamed the Pars? Confirming. Scott Arfield plays for which Canada. international side? Who's got more English Premier League games this season, Ayer or Edward? Edward. Who scored in Steven Gerrard's return to Anfield this weekend? Salah. Similar answers all round, Tommy. What do you think? Nah, uh, he's got me on the on the Rangers one. You think so? No. Uh, I think so. Mm, okay, well, well, we'll soon find out, won't we? Um, right, let's go through them one by one, shall we? Um, if we can get the paper round the right way. What have I done with my paper here? I'm all over the shop. Right, here we go. Who? Which Scotsman won the Champions League with Dortmund? You both knew it. Paul Lambert. Rangers number four. Jim, would you take a guess? Lundstrom. Yeah, see, he knows his stuff. John Lundstrom. Mm-hmm. We found Andy Haldy's Achilles heel. Because yeah. he's actually he's a bit of an auto, quite frankly, to beat the pundit. And he certainly knows his Rangers stuff. He's useless with squad numbers Terrible yeah. at squad numbers you can, it, If you ask me hearts Honestly squad numbers I wouldn't get it It is John Lundstrom yeah. uh, So none of you got it One each You both went Dundee United For the most draws It's St Mirren Look at this guy Should have put oh, him yeah. Up to the plate It is St Mirren The Scottish Cup The most times You both went Rangers And it's Celtic, Celtic. So even in your wrong mm-hmm. answers You were going the, I think Is it 40 times now mm-hmm. uh, So even in the wrong ones You were saying the same thing So we're still level Dunfermline are the powers Obviously Still level Scott Arfield Canada Still level Ayer Or Edward It's actually not close Edward's got 13 And Ayer's only on 7 He's been injured Tommy So Andy moves one in front And you both said Salah So it's cost you Tommy It was a 50-50 as well And the jambo has pipped you I'm afraid Hardlines Nah well played Andy Oh you hear that That was a reluctant well played Ah, it was gracious in defeat <laughs> Tell you what Tommy, T5, Tommy I'm going to take advantage of you Whilst you're on the line What's happening managerial wise Who do you want to see uh, I wouldn't mind McKinney's coming in He's always done Really good at Aberdeen So I think he's a, he's yeah. a top candidate for me And Are you expecting anything by this weekend Or, or, or David Gray for the cup final uh, I'm not sure Just No I don't think it'll be done by the weekend No yeah. Jim, what have you? You've you've been there and done it on many occasions, and you've seen it all before. Was it? What do you make of this Jack Ross leaving and, and the way things are at the moment? Oh well, obviously there's obviously got to be not just football reasons. I think I think it looks as if it was a personality clash a little bit, um, but. Um, and you you say that because you you don't think football results were no because enough to... because I think if you look at the body of work, I think I think if you I mean. You know, if you if you win this cup this weekend, we know it's going to be difficult. But if if Hibs would have won it and finished say fifth in the league, you'd have to say that was a good season, not exceptional, but a good season. Um, finishing third last year and um, getting to the cup final again, I, I think uh, you know you you look at um, you know developing players, Doig, uh, Boyle, Nisbet. I mean, Portis, McGinn, Hanlon, they're all Scottish international in squads. So you know, I, I just think they listen. They had a bad patch. There's no doubt about it. But I think that I think he was entitled to a little bit longer, and the players seemed to enjoy working with him, so there didn't seem to be any issues in in the background there. So for me, it can only be 
that um, you know the the, the hierarchy um, had obviously felt that they wanted a change, but I can't see it just being for football reasons. What do you make of that, Tommy? Because the you know the dust has settled a little bit. Was that the right call for you, looking back on it, or or not? No, I had to, I had to keep him for a bit, it's, especially yeah. if we don't get the time in football these days. But he's, he's, he's always a good manager. He's he done well for the team, and he brought a lot of record points in for the start of the season last season, or ever since he's been there. He had some kind of record of points, so I guess just give him more time. I thought, but what puts McInnes ahead of the other candidates for you? Tommy, I mean, we've seen some of the names mentioned. Alex Neil, for instance. I still keep seeing Neil Lennon as a return. Um, I don't know if there's any I've missed. What what puts McInnes as the front runner? I just look at he's done at Aberdeen. Now look at what's happened to Aberdeen since he's left. McInnes is, and then it wasn't that long ago when he was he's now going to Rangers. So I think for me, McInnes is the man. Jim, what, how would you assess the candidates? Yeah, I mean, I think Derek has got to be up high in the list. Um, you know, again, you know, doing an outstanding, consistent job. Um, Aberdeen, other than perhaps trophy, trophy's only the one, the one trophy. But, but t- in terms of league consistency, very, very good. And, and again, brought on a lot of players. Had to move on a lot of players, and knows the Scottish game, um, you know, very well. So I think he would be uh, certainly a, a near the top of the list, if not the top. I think the one that. This may be a little bit left left field, not not completely left field, but the one that, that gets mentioned sometimes, Sean Maloney. I think that's someone that I think is maybe at the stage now where you know, having worked with um, you know the Belgian national squad and you know worked with some top players, mm. would be an interesting one because I know that he, he has been mentioned as here, not not at the top of the the, the the bookies list, but I certainly think he's one under the radar. It could could be a possibility. Do you know what the the most left field shout I've heard Just in terms of Because it wasn't terrible Anyone can pluck a name From mm. nowhere David Freel on the show on Saturday I was asking all the guys Who who's, who could it be You got anyone mm. left field And he said Ronnie Dyla Who that night won the, the MLS Cup honest, didn't I would he? never give Ronnie Dyla Another job in his career For doing <laughs> what he done It was the most cringe so the air fans were the part of football the air fans can't expect I've you to take seen. your kit off Honestly, if you, put, if you do was, something this it season. It was completely embarrassing. I'm thinking he's a manager. He's just keeping a promise no, from previous. Take your shirt off if 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 he thought that that was the promise. Oh, so it's just the, the trousers rest. that are the problem. No, the shirt was bad enough, but he did promise that, which was just. But no, the rest of it was just honestly. I was, I was, I was getting a ready for him. I like it honestly. Bit of personality. That's what's missing. More no, managers need to take their clothes off. Not for me. No. No. No, okay. definitely not. Bit colder over. It. I don't know. In fact, I'm talking rubbish. Like, cold to be honest, where he was. They, they've just won the MLS night. He's lost a dressing room straight <laughs> after. <laughs> it. I think they loved it. <laughs> Probably in America, to be fair, it's a bit different over now, there. Now I know Hibs fans up and down the country are like ear to the radio, desperate to know um, who the current Hearts midfielder Andy Halliday thinks should be the 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 next manager. Do you think it will be someone obvious? Those names, or maybe a left field shout? Have you heard anything, Andy? Have you? Have you? Have you? <laughs> um, oh, look at his face. He's going red, Jim. Can't tell it. He's got a secret. Mm. We'll maybe get might, to that might, later in the might, week. Might know more than Tommy, but uh, I'm just going to see Kissy. Shall we say? Look at that. Yeah. Look how red his face is gone. Yeah, but oh, listen, that, that, that's good. He's, he's keeping it, he's keeping his cars close to his chest. And the, mm-hmm. and the fact is, I wish Ronnie Dyla's face had went red before he started stripping off. Honestly, so harsh the two of you. Thank you, Tommy. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. I tell you what, we try and get round all the the kind of talking points before we go. So you might as well do that now rather than randomly coming back to it. John Paul's a Celtic fan on the line. I'll speak to him in a second. I don't know what football fans expect sometimes, Jim. You know, you look at Hibs at the weekend and think, are we going to see a massive change? Is David Gray going to do something spectacularly different? Wasn't the best spectacle. It was windy. It was a share of the spoils. Did we, did we learn anything? 
No, then they learn end. I think the difficult thing is because Hibs have got the cup final, and, and normally you want to get the cup final with re, a real bit of buoyancy and a, you know, real optimism and, and, a, and, a, and a spark about the club. And it seems to have been deflated by this decision. So unless they get a new manager in, I think they get handed the initiative to Celtic. Celtic are good enough without actually giving them, um, you know, any any uh, extra help. And I think that's looks what Hibs have done just now. So for me. They really either have to identify someone so that the, the players know that that's who they're going to be playing for, or you know they have to appoint someone. But certainly, Andy seems to be, uh, you know, a little bit more aware of it than I am. Mm. But I, I think they need they need a boost getting into this game because they, they seem flat. You listen to Lewis Stevenson's interview, you know that really flat, and and the, the performance on Saturday seem seem flat as well. So for me, they 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 need a lift, and the best way to do that is by appointing the new manager. And the, the, the league, no one's even close to being bang in trouble. I mean, you look at eighth down is separated by five points. In fact, six points then from seventh down, um, including Hibs. But there are so many teams on, on what look like bad runs. So Hibs is at one league one in ten now. Uh, St Mirren are on a long winless run. St Johnson, you can throw them into the mix as well. It's, um, yeah, Ross County were on a horrible run before the last couple of weeks. Livingston the same. Victory, so yeah. I, that's why I always feel as if listen, every game is the same amount of points that are up for grabs. But I always feel as December is always a key month in the footballing calendar because you know you always find the way the fixture scheduling works that uh, you know teams uh, the the so called top six end up playing each other multiple times mm. in that month and, and and same with the bottom six. So but if you look at that squad, the Hibs uh, and the yeah. Hearts, like, you would. They, they, they are a club who look to me as if they could go on a 4-5 winning run Yeah, for sure More more so mm. than the other teams perhaps Which I think whoever is going to be getting that job They'll, they'll be inherent in a squad that should be much higher up than 7 Is that why sure. it's obviously an attractive I mean it's an attractive job Most circumstances anyway The size of the club but And they've got assets as well yeah. Which is yeah. key You look at Josh Doidge and, and Nisbet and Portis mm. They've been linked with mm. With clubs mm. over the last couple of windows So they do have a lot going for them uh, Just at the moment right now they're, they're in a poor run of form Watch this for a smooth transition John Paul's a Celtic fan You take on Hibs this weekend John Paul how are you feeling about that one? Evening Gordon Jim Andy uh, Hi Hi John Paul Obviously a bit worried uh, By the luck of the strikers And the injury that Celtic are picking up You know I've spoken about John and that for a few weeks now But you know uh, I actually like to come on my point, Mr. Jim. Um, you know, I hate to do this. I, I, I try and tend not to do it. Uh, I think I'm fair when I come on. But for me, Mikey Johnson cannot start up front. Uh, I don't see why people keep saying that he should. Um, I think he's underachieved at the football club. Uh, I know he's been some injuries, you know, and I know he's thrown at eyeballs one time with Brendan Rodgers, which, which is very unfair. But after that, you know, he's... I don't know if he lacks belief, if he lacks confidence, but every time he's been given a shot, you know... I, I'm just thinking back to even last week against against Betis. You know, he's through one on one. He's three players next to him. He makes the wrong decision. Um, I, if I go back to the cup final when Edward scored um, and Rangers were all over us, he came on. He had a chance one on one, lost it. You know, I, I think he should be giving more people. Say he's a young guy. He's not a young guy anymore. He's been in and around the, the first team court for four years. You know, you look at James Forrest. A bad, a jota coming in. They've got better. I mean, Mikey Johnson played ten games for Celtic this season in the. SBL and he had no assists and no goals. So if Hibs, if I, I believe if, if Hibs see Mikey Johnson up front, they must think they've got a, an advantage right away. For me, for me, Celtic need to go with the because of the situation we're in right now. They need to go with a false nine again, whether it be Rogic, whether it be Tumble. Um, again, that is worrying for me because 
it'll give Hibs more of an advantage if we had a, a talisman as is a Jetty or Kyogo or Wakamaki. You know, it would, it would sort of play better. But I think on Wednesday, um, on Wednesday he's got to go with kind of the same formation and get the players so used to Sunday because Sunday is massive. Um, and, and I think it's a real problem. You know, I, I think I'm very sure, as I said, and I think Celtic are, are Rogic or a Tumble away from being very much in trouble and that January can't come quick enough. Yeah, I mean, listen, I think that some parts, uh, John Paul, I think I agree with you. You know, Mikey Johnson has been inconsistent, you know, and I think that that's been difficult but a difficult, but there has been different managers there in that time, different players brought in, particularly wide players. I think for, for three or four rows years that he was there, I think James Forrest was an absolute gimme. Uh, and therefore, there was really only one position that he was trying to fight for, and, and that was difficult over that period of time, and amongst the injury uh, problems that he did have. And I think he's still only 22. So I think, you know, you're talking, you mentioned there, Rogic, for instance. I mean, I think a few months ago, there's not many Celtic fans would have kept um, Tom Tom Rogic. I think he was on his way out. I think it was only just the fact that uh, they couldn't quite close the deal or he would have been away. And and, and players can improve, can develop a little bit. I, you know, I agree with you again about the belief maybe going through and goal and just having that confidence. He maybe needs to take one or two of those and then his confidence will, 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 will rise. But, you know, I, I just think, the way Ange Postecoglou wants to play with the three front players interchanging pace um, you know very dynamic with the full backs uh, narrowing in uh, and the midfield player supporting I think he would be the best option I'm not saying he's the perfect option by any stretch of the imagination but I think he would be the best option with the current group of players he's got injured and, and that's that's the reason why I don't think he's maybe the long term um, option at this moment in time but I think for the, for the weekend that that's, that's who I would see as is is the number one um, option for him in that role, John Paul? When you get a series of injuries like this, muscle muscle injuries, easy for me to say, soft tissue is that what mm-hmm. you guys call it in the business? Um, can it just be bad luck, John Paul, or when it is so many, would you expect the club to have a a bit of a, a closer look and, and see what can maybe be done to prevent these things? You know, the, the amount that's racking up in the last couple of weeks, you know. As, as fans, as fans always do, we speak among ourselves, you know, and it may be, it may be that the managers want that much of it. And, you know, I can see a difference massively for last year. You know, I was on the show loads of times last year and spoke about how Celtic weren't fit enough, and, uh, but that's gone now, you know, and maybe the manager's putting more pressure, not as much pressure, but he's asking a lot more of the players, and the players are maybe no use to his training regime. You know, it's coming up with his loads of games. The squad is, the squad is very, very thin. We knew that. Um, and I think the manager and the players. Um, we'll welcome people coming in in January. You know, I know our players want to play every single game, but sometimes it isn't possible. Sometimes the recovery takes a wee bit more longer, uh, and especially if you're getting to do things that you're not going to do. John Paul, the line's getting a bit dodgy, but we'd certainly got the gist of it, Jim. What's your take on that? You ever had that in your own career where you get players and and then you try and look at what's been done, or is it just bad luck? What? No, I think I think there can be a, a, a different style uh, in the way they play. I mean, I think Celtic, you know, the, the front players really press, um, you know, really, really, we uh, uh, have a real degree of intensity, and amongst the fact is when you have the ball as well. So when you don't have the ball, and and, and I think that can cause um, some some injuries. And, and and as John Paul said, there the fact that he didn't have the big big enough squad maybe to leave two or three. Players out at a time has eventually maybe caught up in them, but you don't know that for sure. It might mm-hmm. just be bad luck. But yeah, I think I think that the way he does want to play, there was always the risk. I think come the winter 
um, you know, after the early start because they probably didn't have a pre-season under Postacoglu. I'm sure they didn't. I think he was appointed after that, didn't, wasn't he? Yeah. So, so maybe you know that that type of preparation wasn't there for them, and it's just it's just been a bit of a catch up. But they has to be careful because they can't really afford too many, um, you know, more injuries. And I think that although the 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 cup final comes up this week and they're, they're lacking players, I think mm. for the challenging for the title. And it's still been four points away from Rangers, and Rangers look as if their squad's a bit healthier and and and, and strong. Then Celtic can't afford to to let that gap increase. And and obviously, the more injuries you get, the more likelihood that that that, that is a happening. Uh, yeah, I mean, he was I think tenth of June he was appointed. There was certainly bits of, of pre-season in there um, I think we're going to have to move on because we're, I'm running a bit late uh, but thank you John Paul it was nice to hear from you I did promise you I was going to play arguably the well not arguably it's one of the best pieces of radio you will hear and I, pro- I promise you that Right? if you listened earlier on you won't mind hearing it for a second time and if you didn't Listen to this every day Gary Spence Stephen Milley do the cash register on the show they make the call they give away some incredible sums of money And today It was Mary Mary Who answered the phone And do you know what You don't need to hear from me This speaks for itself Have a hanky at the ready by the way Are you alright? Um, not really no I've been really Trying two months My husband passed away Really tragically On the 13th of October With Covid And this is really just Oh my It's better not be a bind up My son-in-law's just coming through the door just now Right okay Hold on Right put him on Hold on Hold on Joel. <laughs> right, Joel, listen, it's Gary here. Hold her hand, make sure she's all right. Oh, she, I've got her. Oh, my goodness, oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Mary. Can I, can I pass you back to my Well, no, because I, I need to speak to you because okay. you have to be the person who gives me the amount. And you kind of just did, but let's just quickly tell oh, me the amount. 102,000. Right. Mary. Oh, I can't. Oh. You've just won the money. Oh no! <laughs> I can't tell you what this means. I really can't tell you. Are you okay? Oh, sorry, I've calmed down. I'm really sorry. Oh, thank you very, very much. This means the world to us. I can't, I can't oh. imagine there'll be many who aren't in bits at the same time, but this is uh, the real life oh, my that, goodness me. that we experience every day on these calls. Oh, my goodness me. Oh, I think I need a couple of minutes after that I must say, Mary, well done to you What a Christmas Mary's going to have after a really, really tough time You can see what it means to people That's the magic of the cash register Listen to George from 8 tomorrow You never know, it could be you As the saying goes, we'll take more of your calls next Taking your calls on Scottish football 0141 951 1025 This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Jim Duffy and Andy Halliday are here you recovered after hearing Mary's call. Wow. How good was that? Wow! Yeah, it was a fantastic, and uh, you know, so sad to hear of a husband passing away a few months ago, and then, but to get that type of money, then that'll definitely help the family over the festive period in 2022. Yeah. So yeah, Amazing, it was very, it? very can't, touching. Can't believe, can't remember the last time I cried in my adult life, but that doesn't bring a lump to your throat. No. I don't know what it does. That was incredible. Well done to Mary again. You can head to the Twitter feed, Clyde One. That's all there. You can listen to it again, um, and yeah. Tell everybody about it and get them to listen to that because that, that puts everything into perspective, doesn't it? 01419511025. He says that as we're about to go and argue about referees or something for the next <laughs> like half an hour or so. Uh, what we will also do in the next half an hour or so is give you this full time teaser. Now, because we're running a bit late, Mikey Burns has sent a question in. 
I'm going to chop this right? I'm going to mm. let me I'm thinking on the spot here Live radio Mikey mm. wants to know Since 2000 2001 Andy's going to squish this Jim You'll be pleased yeah, to know good. We're looking for Rangers players That have scored In an old firm game But have scored Fewer than Five For Rangers Right We'll cut this down um, Mikey's actually sent A longer version But we're running out of time How many players? So I'm, I don't know yet Let me just quickly Count them up Because I've obviously Chopped his question So just As it stands We're looking for players That have scored In an old firm game For Rangers But have scored Fewer Than five So let me see That would be one Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight. Okay. Eight players. Eight players have scored in an old firm for Rangers, but they've scored fewer than five in total for the club. Any that spring to mind? Uh, Him Danny. Him Danny, yes, he only scored two. Who's again? The Dutch midfield that scored the rocket shot. Conorman. Uh, Conorman. He scored more than five. He scored. Five, so yeah, he doesn't count. Five, so we right. need fewer Quantum, than five. Quantum, close though. Um, yeah, he only got the one, didn't he? Okay, we'll leave it there. You've only got six more to get. Um, I might just ban Andy from answering some of these. Um, but Jim, that was a hit the post certainly from uh, on Bert Conterman. Um, Frank is a Rangers fan in Blantyre. I'm sure we'll get to the weekend and stuff. Frank, talk to me about Dortmund. Did you want that sort of glamour, or did you want an easier, <laughs> so-called easier tie? I get you know something we were all watching the draw in my work. We're looking at it and I, I wanted a big one. I was sure it'd be Barcelona, to be honest. So you, so you take that then does Dortmund does Dortmund tick that box, I take it? Definitely. Definitely. That, you, you watch the team just now, I'm not being talking about Gerard because I did have a bit of a man crush on Gerard, but <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but uh, the, the team looked good just now. They looked good with uh, some geo command. And I, you know, I think we could do okay. I think we'll do all right. We do okay. Away, yeah, I was well chuffed. Andy, be honest here, right? Honestly, what? How how do players feel about this stuff? Or, or is it personality? Do you always just want the easier tie to try and progress? Or will some think, oh, brilliant, bring that on, great glamour? Honestly, when I was part of football club, and it was a, it was always a draw for the the, the group stage. It was one I looked forward to because I did want to play the big clubs. I mm-hmm. wanted to see at the end of my career. I played at these stadiums and and whatnot. But I always think when you get to the the knockout stages, when Rangers have got to the last sixteen last year, last sixteen the year before, last thirty two, you want to try and progress as a football club and see how far you can get. So when Sheriff Tirispo, I believe, was 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 in the pot um, for me, I'd be wanting them. But you look out with that. I mean, the 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 standard of teams you could potentially draw outside that was. Was always going to be tough no matter what, uh, but as far as I'm concerned, I think they've they've drawn arguably the hardest possible one. Uh, that being said, it's a challenge, and I'm sure it's a it's a challenge that the players are going to relish. And well, can they repeat the memorable two 0 Ibrox win in 1999? But I think this one will be a bigger task. With that, then Frank, you're a bit of a sadist. You you, you don't mind how tough it is because the glamour's there. You want do you want Haaland to stay? Then you want to see him rather than the the. There's obviously a big chance he would leave in January. <laughs> no, I'll be feeling he might get injured in the next couple of months I don't know what, that's what I kind of had in my head but no, Andy's right in the sense that you go I think when you're I've not been at a level but you, you, play, you must be excited to play a team like that, that that's what you love for mm-hmm. isn't it to, to, to play in a game like that so I, and I actually thought it might be more fressure if we go to Sheriff I get that to beat them yeah I, I get that um Jim I just double checked Because I thought That can't be right 
For club and country Haaland got 22 goals In 17 appearances this season I thought I must have that The wrong way around He's got more goals Than appearances this season Um, They're not on Amazing recent form But but they're still second In the Bundesliga Yeah I think he's got something Like 72 goals In 70 games Or something like that You know He's he's got a a phenomenal record Listen He's he's the the hot proper Him and Mbappe Are the two Young talents That uh, you know uh, that, that, That everyone would be You know more than more than happy to have and and for him to to come to Ibrox next year, I think uh, you know be sensational. Um, he's, he's box office and that that that's what you want. But like Andy says, I think that you know it's like listen, it's like provisional clubs here in the Scottish Cup. If you get past a certain stage, you always want the big guns. You know, you want to go and have that glamour tie. Uh, you know, put yourself against the best. You know, see see what like it is and whether it's just going to the stadiums, soaking up the atmosphere. Uh, it doesn't happen. Uh, you know, as I say to every player. Um, so f- for Rangers to, to draw Borussia Dortmund uh, and, and amongst them, listen, some of the clubs in there are top European clubs. But I think it's a fantastic tie. And again, I'll encourage the players to keep their performance levels up. I think it'll also maybe help uh, if if Giovanni Van Bruckers wants to bring in players. Listen, you know, him alone in the performance of the team. But having those type of glamour nights to look forward to, I think can certainly help encourage mm-hmm. players um, to, to either stay if they're thinking about leaving or to, to be a part of that. Never know Andy I, I assume he's not played Against Conor Goldson Or Calvin Bassey before Will they be Relishing that chance I always think If you want to be A, foot, uh, a top football player You need to relish Playing against the best mm. and, and testing yourself At that level And listen Rangers were in the Champions League um, Sorry qualifying rounds At the start of the season That's where they want To be playing in the future So if that's where They want to be playing They're going to be playing Against these these uh, these top players Week in week out That being said It's obviously going to be A massive test You actually look at the draw earlier I mean Barcelona and Napoli Porto Lazio Atalanta Olympiacos Leipzig Sociedad This is teams that have actually been In the Champions League Knockout mm-hmm. stages Over the last uh, Two or three years So Certainly a, a, a very very Difficult draw for Rangers But I'm sure they'll go into it Looking forward to it Well still a bit of time To pass before then Frank So we can look forward uh, To that one What about Recent history What about yesterday I thought, I, <laughs> The first five minutes I thought Oh what's happening here I, I thought all, all over the place For the first Five maybe ten minutes. I was quite worried to be honest. Hearts, Hearts played great, but what? See after that, we were fine, and you, you never felt, you never felt that anything was going to be different apart from a win. But Hearts, Hearts were great. They were really good. But the first ten minutes was worrying. When you, when you come against maybe bigger teams, if they were doing that, then that's maybe the worrying aspect. Because you were a bit dodgy in the first 10 minutes I thought Yeah I think Andy touched on it earlier If we if we boil it down to Long ball over the top And A forward player running onto it The Aribo Chance is similar mm-hmm. to Liam Boyce's chance yeah. it's, it's what happens when they get the ball That It differs and I guess Hearts will be Well Andy said it You know Kicking themselves to an extent over the big moments. Yeah, but it also changes how the, the how the, the teams play. If Hearts if, if Boyce scores early on, then Hearts can sit and invite Rangers onto them a little bit and exploit the spaces that Rangers will leave. Um so it happened the other way. Rangers scored, so Hearts had to press and had to push. So obviously in the second half there was a few chances because they have to risk it. Um, you know, so you do leave a bit of space, and particularly the one that Arfield missed and stuff, and and after Morelos went through. So, you know, they, they did have a couple of chances, but that was because the way the way the game uh, panned out with Rangers scoring those two quick goals. But as Andy said, overall, listen, f- from from a spectator's point of view, it was an outstanding game of football. 
Um, you know, everything you want. Two top class goalkeepers, great saves, shots, a little bit of controversy, a little bit of feistiness, but also some terrific football in, in between. So, you know, everything you want. It's not meant to be a criticism of Liam Boyce, who is a very good goal scorer and doesn't do a great deal wrong. It's, it's actually a good save from Alan McGregor. Mm-hmm. But I guess the difference is how on form is Joe Rebo at the moment? Oh, I mean, yeah, well, well, to touch on Liam Boyce, I, I know first and foremost how good a finish he is. I think he's got eight league goals in the campaign this year, which is a, a very good return coming into the start of December. But I think he's, uh, you know, he's looking, he's had three, four good chances at the weekend. Alan McGregor's made a couple of great saves. Obviously, the chip in the, the first five minutes, the one at the near post that he diverts around the post. And, and uh, you know, the one in the second half that he, he doesn't quite catch with his left foot and, and puts it over the bar. So he'll be disappointed with that. But he's been a, a massive player for us so far this season. But for me, I've mentioned that a couple of times on the show. It's uh, We've had so many calls phoning in about a little bit worried about Rangers where at uh, under the, the later stages of, of Stephen Gerrard's managerial career with, with players out of form. You know, the, the team not as, as comfortable defensively and not scoring as many goals in attack, but the one consistent throughout the season for me has been Joe Aribo. Uh, superb. Um, really, really flourishing. He's, his role with the new manager over the last four or five games as well. And we're talking about one of the big things that he's added to his games this year is goals. I think that's number seven for the season now. And uh, if he can start continuing the form that he's in, I'm sure you know there'll be plenty of su- uh, suitors in the summer. And I think a manager for the, the Midlands and England might be another one that's looking at him as well. Yeah, I mean, I can agree with Andy. I think he's been magnificent. He's a joy to watch. He's got that, you know, language style at times. But uh, his balance, his, his, his close control... And, and as I said, he's added more goals. I mean, the, the, the couple of goals this, this season have, have, have all been contenders for goals of the month, if not goals of the season. So, you know, I mean, he, he's up there with the best players in the country just now. And yeah, like any player, he'll have ambitions um, to play in the Premiership if that comes out. But, you know, if some if, 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 if they're doing their job down south, they'll be keeping close tabs on him. Rangers fans won't want to hear it, but that's just the nature of, of, uh, of top-class young players. And again, he's got so, so much ahead of him. Is that the reality, Frank? You know, you're pleased to see him playing well, but with that comes attention. Yeah, uh, that, that, that's the hardest part. You've seen your team, you've seen players, you've seen that, that this guy's came on a bundle, and you're thinking, Premiership, no problem. English Premiership, no problem. Um, you'll get Scottish guy, I know he's no good enough. No, he is. And that, that's a problem for us, because we'll lose him, but he's been he's amazing for us. Amazing for us, but you can all look. You've seen it all through the years. Uh, Andy Halliday, he had he had to go at some point. That was sad, but uh, you know, yeah, that's what happened. Azerbaijan was good though. He told me he loved that over there. He recommends <laughs> it for a, a winter break at any point. Thank you, Frank. In Blantyre, one four one nine five one one zero two five. On the teaser, we're looking for Rangers players who've scored in an old firm game, and. However, they've only they've scored fewer than five in total for the club overall. So guys like uh, Hemdani, Egeog, Connor Golson. No, he must have more. Andy, Jimmy Ness. Yeah, was that his only one? Yeah, no, two. He got two. Ness. No, did he? Yeah, no, apparently. One. No, one. Well, I don't know. Mikey says two, and producer is the same one, and you're same one. It's mm. fewer than five anyway, Jim. No. Pedro Mendes Yes He's got four For Rangers Okay we'll leave it there That's four down I think four to get We'll get them And more of your calls Very soon However I want to talk to you About something Much more important Than the full time teaser With no disrespect To Mikey Cash for kids 
Mission Christmas There is still time To donate to Cash for Kids Mission Christmas Appeal You've done so Many good things For us recently And we're trying to make A difference uh, At this time of year But time is running out to, to try and Make those changes And try and make a difference To the families Before the big day Due to the pandemic And those who were Just about managing To get by Unfortunately are tipped Even further into poverty Or have even Reached crisis point And you can, can make a difference This year By supporting Cash for Kids Mission Christmas to hear exactly what difference your money can make. Here's Claire from Western Bartonshire Community Food Share. They're a group that provide emergency food parcels and school uniform to children and families in poverty, amongst other things. Claire's got a message for you if you're thinking of donating this year. I would say definitely do it. The vast different ways that Cash for Kids is able to support local organisations is just wonderful. We would not have been able to provide anywhere near the amount of support we did without that help and support. So definitely donate to Cash for Kids. I think Claire says it much better uh, than I could in some parts of Glasgow in the West. As many as one in two children live in poverty, which is a scandalous statistic, uh, quite frankly. So we can't always make it a magical day, but with your help, we can make it a little bit different for thousands of kids across Glasgow and the West. Every single penny goes back to the families that need it. There is still time for you to help. Clyde1.com forward slash mission. That's Cash for Kids Mission Christmas with G and D Pierce. Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Very quick show tonight. I can't believe we're on the home straight already with Jim Duffy and Andy Halliday. There is work to be done on this full-time teaser, though. Thank you to Mikey for sending it in. If you like it, if you like the sound of it, and you want to get in touch and send your own question, full-time at Clyde1.com. Uh, I've had to shorten Mikey's question down Because we were running out of time But we're left with this Since 2000-2001 Eight players have scored Against Celtic For Rangers But they've scored fewer than five in total For the club So guys like him Danny Egeog Ness Mendes So you're halfway there I'll take another guess Andy Kevin Thompson Yes Jim Duffy I'll take a guess from you No I don't have anybody else Andy, did you want to do you want to give Jim one of no, your guesses? No, I, I could I could steal Andy's, but I'll we'll steal one of his. Andy's going to go for Clint Hill. Andy should not go for Clint Hill because he got six for Rangers. What about Gregory Vignal? Ah, there we go. We're on to a winner there. He got three. Okay, uh, two to get. So we'll get them before the end of the show. I have very little doubt about that. Right, where are it's it's it is impossible to cover every talking point from a weekend on a Monday night. But we try. Um, I don't know where have we, where have we not been? Um, Aberdeen starting to claim the table, Jim. They're, I mean, they're sixth, which is not ideal, but that doesn't tell the full story because they're a point off fourth. Um, yeah, I they, think I think Aberdeen are a, a, a team. It's just uh, it's one of those ones where listen, you know, you hear the phrase from, from a number of managers, particularly new managers, a work in progress. But I think that really is. I think that Derek was there for so long. I think that um, you know a lot of the players, um, you know, really understood the way they wanted to play. But he, you know, Stephen Glass has come in, and and, and again, although he'd been part of Scottish, we've been away for a good while, and to come in to that club with the expectations of got, it's been difficult. I think they've they've had some really poor moments, but at times, you know, you can see there are signs there of recovery. I think the the big problem for Aberdeen is. 
the current form of Hearts, <laughs> you know, which is mm. you know, which certainly Andy, they, they are very good just now. Hearts are you know they're they're, they're a good side, they've, they've got real balance, they've got strength in squad, uh, and 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 that's something again that uh, you know is one of Aberdeen's competitors for one of the top positions, yeah. and I think that's that's been a big problem for them because they're getting judged by not just the old firm but by a club like Hearts just now who are. You know, f- mm. firing on all cylinders. Really, I mean, Andy's not complaining because they're benefiting from it. Mm-hmm. I-, I feel like weirdly though, you you you've been a bit of a, an advocate for Aberdeen this season. You keep yeah. saying that in the times you you played against them, you think they're actually pretty good. You felt like they they would sort of turn the. You know, you feel vindicated in that. Yeah, even regardless of the, the the situation they were in, which obviously was poor on the, the the form. I think they went. I think they were another team that went six games without a win. So it's similar to the the likes of St. Mons and Hibs that we're talking about just now. And as much as we say that we feel as if Hibs have got the squad to overturn that, I think them and Aberdeen are, are kind of in the opposite situation just now. Aberdeen were, were in Hibs situation at the start of the season. Uh, Hibs obviously started the season flying. Now it's a flip, but. Like you touched on it Outside the old firm I think Aberdeen's been the, the team That we've played mm-hmm. this season That's really impressed me the most I think Stephen Glass has came in Like Jim said A work in progress Sort of Completely try to Reshape to try and play And uh, you know that he, Again try to bring through A couple of youth players Like so Cameron Ramsey's came in And made a real impact But another thing is is, is they, they, Their injury uh, list wasn't great At the start of the season I think Ryan Hedges for me mm. Is a real key player for them I think he's the a sort of outright creative midfielder and when he wasn't in the team I think they suffered for it but they're on a good run now and, and, and finally back into the top six and it's somewhere I do feel I think they'll stay I like this tweet from Proper Frame Displays he says everyone's saying they can't wait to see Haaland playing in Scotland don't forget Ryan Porteous already had him in his back pocket the last time he played against a Scottish team I think Haaland scored twice and uh, Molda beat Hibs 3-0 so I'd, but maybe, uh, uh, there we go I think Haaland was 12 at the time <laughs> no I think listen I mean people will, will look at uh, players but the development of, of, of Haaland uh, over the last two seasons uh, has been astronomical Scary. you know I mean he's, he's, as we mentioned his mm. goals scored is just just ridiculous um, on as, as we continue to whiz through some of the other talking points um, Jim you know more than certainly much more than me and more than most about you know fine margins and Listen to Jim Goodwin Who by and large Is still He's content If you like In, in certain things That St Mirren are doing And he feels like They're close um, I think it's now Nine Without a win mm-hmm. um, But you know Five draws Within that time yeah. And never miles Out of games Or, or, or not often No they're not getting Overrun by opponents But I think that, that St Mirren Since Jim went in there Have always had a, You know A really good structure uh, to, to where to play for them They've always been A difficult side To play against um, you know, last year they, they you know they missed out just by a fraction on the top six, and this year he tried to invest in players li- like Brophy and uh, Curtis Main and you know a guy I think to start with um, you know they they, they they looked as if they could, they had more firepower, but that's that that's just fizzled out a little bit, and I think that was something that he was looking to improve upon from last season. It's not quite worked out. If he can just tweak that a little bit and get back to uh, getting some goals. Then the, the the defensive structure and foundations I've got will always keep them in games. So again, I don't really see any issues for them over the course of the season in terms of um, the the lower half of the league um, fighting for relegation and like that. But Jim has made it quite public, and and I like it. He's been bullish. We want to be in the mm-hmm. top six. We expect to be in the top six. We're gaming for that. So so, but again, the form of of the the, the teams above them have been very good. I mean, very close. We've got a bit of a. You know, a bit of a di- difference between the number of games played But we're, we're getting close to the halfway point Certainly we can agree on that Bottom of the table is fascinating Especially that result in Dingwall at the weekend And 
know, St Johnson. I keep calling them everyone's second mm. favourite team last mm-hmm. season for what they did, but whilst the second album syndrome was always <laughs> going to be difficult, how do you top that? They're, well, Callum was on a height of nothing, wasn't he? I mean, there was no way he could replicate last season by winning two cups. But I think that, you know, clubs like Dundee, Ross County, you know, St. Johnson, they were always going to be in that kind of mix anyway with the fact the fact that, you know, they're, they're all big clubs, you know, in the league. And I think people thought a few weeks ago, Livingston might struggle, but they've had, a, I mean, two wins on the bounce, as Andy mentioned earlier. So I think Dundee's the one that, I think they'll always score goals. You know, they look mm-hmm. again as if they've got, I and mean, they've got plenty of firepower with Cummins, Griffiths, Danny Mullen, you know, we've got Charlie Adam, you know, they've got McCowan, as you mentioned earlier on. They've got a lot of goals, but they leak goals. And and I think they, they're the one, I think, that just has to make, try and consolidate for a couple of years in the Premier League and then build from there. The other teams, yeah, listen, it's going to be a real close call this year. There's no, there's no question mm. about that. Right, we'll have to leave it there. It's been a really, really quick show. Two more on the teaser. So two more players that have scored for Rangers against Celtic since 2000-2001, but they've scored fewer than five goals for Rangers in total. So to be honest, you're making easy work of it. You've got Hindani, Egeog, Ness, Mendes, Vignal, Thompson. Think two to get. I'll leave it to the Ibrox Oracle here. Mm. Arthur Newman Yes uh, I'm actually not sure About the last Ooh. one I've got written down Phil Hollander But I think he might have No more. he's got Yeah I think he's just got More than that mm. Let me double check But it's yeah he's not on the list mm. Yeah I think Ryan Jack's got more as well So yeah He's got not... six Hollander's got six Sorry mm. yeah. You get slaughtered For this one as well I will uh... Because Although this has gone back a bit That's... You worked with this guy can be David Weir. Yeah, it's David Weir. Really? David Weir. Yeah. Oh, I, I, no, I don't, I don't think I would have got that, to be honest. I thought it was You had it down? Like yeah, because and I thought you... it was before nah, 2001. You're, I thought fine. you're David. all good. David Weir, well done. Thank you, mm. Andy Halliday. Thank you, Jim Duffy. We will catch you guys soon, no doubt. We're back tomorrow at six o'clock, so we'll see you then. The fixtures just come thick and fast. It's a massive midweek, so you don't want to miss tomorrow night either. We're barely getting over the weekend, and then we're straight on to other big fixtures. So we're here at six o'clock tomorrow. And in the meantime, Callum Gallagher is up next. He will look after you and I'll see you six tomorrow.